Well, good morning, friends. As we continue in our series, The Advent, um, which means the coming, uh, we want to talk about um, in Mary's prayer and Mary's song here, um, she changes the focus once again. And let's look at verses 54 and 55 of Luke chapter 1 as she changes this and we'll, we'll, we'll changes the focus and we'll title this, He Remembered. In uh, verses 54 and 55, he has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and to his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. God, um, through Mary now in this song, this beautiful song, has talked about what, um, what God did for her. She's excited about that, and she praises him for that. And then what God did for others, meaning everyone, and then finally what God did for Israel. And what he did for Israel was that he remembered his promise. Let's go to Psalm chapter 98, Psalm 98, verses 1 and 3, or 1 through 3, 98, 1 through 3. The psalmist says, um, Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm, there is his right hand, Jesus Christ, his holy arm extending to us. The Lord has made salvation, his salvation known, and revealed his righteousness to who? To the nations. He revealed his righteousness through the Jews to the nations many times in the way he dealt with the Jews as people watched. Verse three, he has remembered his love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. So he extends his mercy, we see here, uh, to his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful. And then it goes on to talk about to Abraham and to his descendants. Uh, Let's go to Genesis, all the way back in Genesis chapter 12. As God is uh, speaking to Abraham, remember Abraham um, is not, um, he, he's a Chaldean. There were an evil and idolistic people and God picks out Abraham out of the bunch. And in chapter 12, verses one through three of Genesis, he says, the Lord said then to Abram, leave your country, your people, your father's household and go to a land I will show you. Disconnect from everything you have known. And trust me with the remainder of your life. What, a, what an amazing um, proposition here. I want you to walk away from everything you possibly known and everything you remembered and everything you built even. And I want you to walk away and I want you to go to a place that you don't even know of. I'll tell you when you get there. Verse two, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing and I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. This wasn't a a blessing just to the Jews. It was a blessing to the Jews and through the Jews to the Gentiles. And we should say amen to this and a hallelujah because that means that you and I are a part of this blessing. So when Mary says this, you can see the depth of Mary's uh, relationship to the scripture the depth of her teaching. And remember that women weren't subjected to or allowed to be involved in the Torah. It was said that it would be better to burn the Torah than to teach a woman. So somewhere there's this depth in Mary. Somewhere there's this beautiful relationship between her and the God of Scripture. And she understands this and she changes the tone once again here. And now she changes to the people of Israel. And because of that, 
um, promise that would be fulfilled in the people of Israel, that through the people of Israel would also come the promise to you and I. Go to Galatians chapter three. Now you're gonna need to get your thinking cap on and you're gonna need to just uh, just stay with me here because as we look at Galatians chapter three, it appears that none of this fits, but it really, really does. Let's go to Galatians chapter three and we're gonna read a few verses here um, and I'll comment some. Uh, Galatians chapter three and verse 13. Paul says, Christ redeemed us, speaking to the Jews, from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Deuteronomy chapter 21 verse 23 talks about this curse. What does God do? He reverses the curse. And how does he do it? By taking the curse upon himself. He cursed, his cursed is everyone who's hung on a tree. And how did Jesus die? He died on a tree. That's why you can understand why the Jews didn't believe and couldn't believe and couldn't see in the natural how it was possible for Jesus to be the Messiah. One, the Messiah wouldn't die. Two, the Messiah wouldn't die on a tree. Verse 14, he redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham, Genesis chapter 12, 1 through 3, might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. You with me? Stay with me. Verse 13 or 15, brothers, let me take an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or add to a human covenant that has been duly established, so it is in this case. The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. The scripture does not say to his seeds, one seed, meaning many people, but, um, and to your seed, meaning one seed would bless all these people, would be the reason for that, and meaning one person who is Christ Jesus. Now, when did this take place? We, we always get mixed up with the law and we get mixed up with the, the Ten Commandments and we say, well, everything from there. No, no, this was before that. This promise was made in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. And here's the proof in verse 17. What I mean is this, the law introduced 430 years later does not set aside the covenant previously established by God and thus do away with the promise. The law coming 430 years later does not do away with the promise that was made to Abraham that out of his seed, singular, he would bless uh, not just the nation of Israel, but the whole world would be blessed through it, through them. Verse 18, for if the inheritance depends on the law, then it is no longer depends on the promise. Our inheritance and what God had planned for Israel and planned for us as Gentiles was not set aside when the law was established 430 years after this promise in Genesis chapter 12, 1 through 3 that was given to Abraham. Um, but God in his promise gave it to Abraham uh, God in his grace, excuse me, gave it to Abraham through a promise. Verse 19, what then was the purpose of the law? It was added because of the transgressions until the seed, until Christ, to whom the promise referred had come. The law was put into effect through angels and by a mediator. A law, remember on Mount Sinai, angels delivered it through a mediator. A mediator, however, does not represent just one party, but God is one. Um, is the law therefore opposed to the promises of God? Absolutely not. Did the law 
uh, do away with the promise made to Abraham 430 years later? Absolutely not. For if a law had been given that could impart life, then righteousness would certainly have come from the law. The law was never made and given to bring us righteous before God. There was a cleansing that came through keeping the law. But remember, once a year, they had the um, the Day of Atonement, and they had, uh, they had this sacrifices that were made to cleanse temporarily the people of God. Verse 22, but the scripture declares that the whole world is a prisoner of sin. We're in bondage to that sin. So that what was promised being given through faith in who? Not in the law, but in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Before this faith came, we were held prisoners by the law, locked up until faith should be revealed. Before Christ, we were locked up in the law. So the law was put in charge to lead us to Christ not from Christ or not instead of Christ, but to lead us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. Now that faith has come. We are no longer under the supervision of the law. I hope you caught that. I hope you see the importance that God makes a promise. And Mary says here in verse uh, 54 of Luke chapter one, he has helped his servant Israel remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever. Look at Matthew chapter 1 and verse 1. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 1. This may be a lesson you're going to have to listen to over and over again. If uh, if my excitement level has ruined it for you, I pray it hasn't. Um, but listen to it over and over again. Don't just move on. Uh, Matthew chapter 1 verse 1. Matthew chapter 1 verse 1. Why does all of this matter? Because in Matthew chapter 1 verse 1, a record of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David and the son of Abraham. The son of David is a messianic title. He would come through the lineage of, of David and the son of Abraham. He would be the promised seed that would come through the lineage of Abraham as well. God is coming. He's coming and he's sending his son in the advent in this Christmas season, we need to understand that it's greater than a Christmas tree. It's greater than the tinsel. It's greater than the lights. It's greater than the gifts. It's about one gift. And God fulfills his promise through Jesus Christ. The son has come and he's brought life and freedom. And all we need to do is say yes to him. Let me pray for us. In Numbers chapter six, verse 24, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. God bless you till we talk again.